Hello, everyone. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves. For Marcus Lopez, I'm your host for the hour, Larry Smith. People don't see us as real people. They don't know that we have communities, that we have families, that we laugh. On today's program, Indigenous performing arts, culture, comedy, education, and more as we speak with the creator of The New Adventures of Super Indian, a brand new audio play comprised of three episodes premiering next week at the Autry as part of the Native Voices at the Autry. We'll speak with the creator, Aragon Starr, as well as the artistic director of Native Voices at the Autry, Delena Studi. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves. You can hear when the moon shines bright, the lone food. Today on American Indian Airwaves, I have the honor and pleasure to speak with two distinguished guests. We are speaking on The New Adventures of Super Indian, created by Aragon Star of the Kickapoo Nation. The New Adventures of Super Indian is premiering at the Autry as part of the Native Voices at the Autry program. The New Adventures of Super Indian is a three-part audio play comprised of approximately three one-hour episodes that is premiering free and online at the Autry website this coming April 14th, 21st, and 28th. Our two guests for today's program include the creator, Aragon Starr. She is a playwright and co-director and is an award-winning musician, actor, and playwright and a renowned comic book writer and artist. Her work with Native Voices at the Autry includes her comedy musical, The Red Road, and the radio comedy, Super Indian. A former Tulsa Artist Fellow, she created the romantic comedy, Round Dance, for the Oklahoma Indigenous Theater Company in 2018 during her fellowship. She is a member of SAG-AFTRA and Actors Equity and is based here locally in the Los Angeles, California area. Our second guest has more than 25 years of experience as a performer, storyteller, educator, facilitator, advocate, and activist. Delena Studi is from the Cherokee Nation and serves as the artistic director for Native Voices at the Autry. And now, the new adventures of Super Indian, starting with the creator, musician, artist, and just preeminent human being, Aragon Star. The new adventures of Super Indian are based on the comic books that I have put out since uh, 2011, or no, sorry, 2012 and then 2014. These are the origins of Super Indian. So how is it that he came to eat tainted commodity cheese and gain superpowers? Everyone wants to know. Even I, as the author, wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) How was I going to tell this story? And uh, the other episodes that we have are the story of 
The Curse of Blood Quantum. Mm -hmm. And again, that was featured in two episodes or two issues within uh, Super Super Indian Volume 2. And there's a new story called The War Bonnet, which about ooh cultural appropriation mm-hmm. and you know what what is an artifact and how are our artifacts handled and what happens when the wrong people get the artifacts and it's this kind of, and it's it's kind of all mixed up with like the story of the monkey's paw mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> things like this and it's just fun ways to tell stories about who we are as yeah. Native American people today. You know, people don't see us as real people. They don't know that we have communities, that we have families, that we laugh. And that, to me, is really the important message of what Super Indian is. I mean, yeah, it's a superhero story, but it's also about us as people and and seeing us beyond the stereotypes. Yeah, I I love how you phrase that because, you know, in reading volumes, uh, you know, one, two, and three of Super Indian, what I love about how you portray all the indigenous actors in the narrative settings is it's really a reflection of, um, you know, who we are just as native people. And, and even, um, you know, the superheroes and the characters are in a lot of ways, just a reflection of who we are, right? We're not the super Indian isn't this, you you know, high tech, hyper masculine male with boys in his toys you know, on the res, um, he's very much, <laughs> you, you know, uh, uh, kind of an ordinary person, right? Native person. I was already, maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Hubert Logan is the alter ego of Super Indian, and he is a, a janitor slash maintenance engineer <laughs> at the local bingo hall as his cover job. And he waits to hear from his uncle who alerts him on of any like situations that he needs to take care of as Super Indian on an ancient payphone within the bingo hall. Because they don't have cell service. They live within mountains. (laughs) But he's always ready. He's ready, you know. And he loves his community. Um, I wanted to make sure that Hubert not only, you know, was part of the community, but he had a family. He lives with his mom and dad. He's a young man still trying to find his way and also trying to assess what powers he has. I mean, his powers, you know, they're they're ever-changing and ever-growing and, He's really not kind of, you know, sure what's going to happen tomorrow or what the next day. You know, it's like, today I've got fire breath. What's going to happen tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how is the New Adventures of Super Indian different than the original first three volumes of Super Indian? And then what was it like to tell these stories in audio format compared to graphic novels? What I am excited about with the transition from the written published page to Mm -hmm. audio is that the world has gotten a lot bigger. And you would not even, you wouldn't think, oh, it's just audio. You can make a universe in audio. And the, the audience that listens to the production will fill in the details with their mind and see it as they see it. But we're going to give them so many clues as to who these people are, you know, as the uh, acting talent um, and the the fabulous co-directors, <laughs> Olivia Espinosa and myself, I'll take credit, eh? um, you know, have, have helped the actors, 
you know, with their performances, but we, they really didn't need that much help, honestly, because they knew these people, the, they know these people from the community, and they're just bringing these, these folks to life in a way that I just, I am so amazed and grateful and thrilled, and I can't wait for people to hear these. It, 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 it has freed me so much, Larry. It's amazing. Well, I know we're all looking forward to this. And, and Delena, I was wondering, talk about your role and your participation in, in this project and, um, and your many different roles for that matter. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, I'm currently the um, Artistic Director of Native Voices at the Autry, which seems very surreal to me because... I was I had that position three weeks before we shut down, so <laughs> so I haven't been at the Autry my entire first year. But I have to say, when I noticed that we were moving to this this virtual realm, I started courting Aragon really early. I started reaching out to her. Oh gosh, when was it? Like last summer, and just saying, yeah. "Hey, Aragon, how Super Indian? How's Volume Three coming? Any new news?" <laughs> yeah, I knew we were going to be in this virtual world, and. Especially with all that's going on, if we need a superhero, it's right now. And if we need that escape and we need that laughter that brings us through, it's right now. So I was very happy that Aragon was open to to exploring this and also to, you know, we were lucky that we did Super Indian back in 2007, but they were little radio snippets. They were like under five minutes an episode. And so I was very happy that Aragon was game to flesh these stories out, really develop these characters and develop this world that she speaks of. And it was, for me, it was one of my favorite things I've done this whole pandemic, just because we were able to have 16 different characters from four different time zones. We were able to work with an amazing sound designer that was in London, so a fifth time zone, add that in. And our actors got to play, I think at one count, it was at 95 characters. Really? Yes, 95. 95. And there's no way we could have ever put that on stage. There's no way that would ever happen. And because of this virtual realm, we were able to reach actors that we've always dreamed of working with but couldn't because of geography. And I honestly don't think this would have happened if it wasn't this current situation. So in a weird way, if you wanted to look for a silver lining to this pandemic, that's it for Native Voices. We were able to to really embody this world and bring it to life. And I'm just so happy and I'm so excited to share it with everyone. And that's the other thing about this virtual world is now... A lot of our tribal communities who didn't have access before have access to hearing Super Indian. So I'm very excited to take this to our Native communities, and especially our Native youth. So, Wado Arrigan, thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> Inga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about uh, Indigenous humor, and, and maybe Aragon, I'll come back to you, and Delana, you can follow up. Um, you know, is that indigenous humor is always been and, and always is a part of, you know, who we are as an indigenous peoples. And and certainly right now, just given the um, more precarious times the, that a lot of us uh, are living in and people that we know and, you know, um, immediate family, you know, distant family, you know, extended relatives, adopted relatives, that we really do need, um, you know, more of this humor because it's um, it's very healing and in so many ways, but yet so much part of indigenous people's cultures. And I was wondering if you could maybe, Aragon, uh, speak to that in the context of the new adventures of Super Indian and how is that different from the original three volumes? 
Well, I think it's another thing when you read a joke, when you actually hear a joke. And this is even a little bit more different than like in a live situation where, you know, typically comic timing is uh, one, two, three, laugh, one, two, three, laugh. This is kind of a weird journey and that we're throwing all kinds of little, you know, here's a little thing here, here's a little thing here. And you, hopefully it's at a pace that you'll catch the joke. But you, but you know what? If you don't catch it, you can listen to it again, <laughs> <laughs> which you can't do in a live per- performance unless you know, buy another ticket. And the Autry is providing this um, beautiful production of three different episodes for free. All you have to do is register. And this humor is just going to come at you. You're going to want to listen to it again, I, I guarantee you. And it's, there, there, it's layer upon layer upon layer of laughter. There's things that kids will get. There's things that adults will get. Nice. There are things that only Indians will understand. <laughs> but there are, there are things where it's like, oh, oh, that's, oh, I didn't know about that. You know, I've, I've had people asking me about what is commodity cheese. Can you imagine a world <laughs> in, of us Native people? What, what's commodity cheese? I, I, I kid you not, and I had to explain to this guy, this is what commodity cheese is. It's government cheese. Well, what's government cheese? I'm like, wow, you live in a priv- privileged world <laughs> if you don't know what that is. So let me talk very slowly. <laughs> but... That's the thing that I really want to put out there about us and that we are quick-witted, we think on our feet, and, you know, even when situations are the most dire, somebody's going to break out with a laugh. It's going to happen. It always lightens the mood. And that's what I've always, you know, that was my big goal for this, this project in any iteration, be there in audio or in print. Delena, you've been working in, you know, the entertainment media industry and live theater industry for for over a couple of decades now. So how how is this this process of working in an audio format different in capturing kind of the those organic feelings and and the humor that we experience, right, as part of our living experience? So how is that um, manifested out in this audio trilogy of the new adventures of Super Indian? You're listening to Aragon Star and Delena Studi. We're speaking on the new adventures of Super Indian, a brand new three-episode audio play premiering at the Autry this forthcoming April 14th, 21st, and 28th. And now back to the interview here on American Indian Airwaves. Well, working in audio has been um, a bit of a dream come true. Don't get me wrong. We still have a learning curve that we're, we're working on. <laughs> but, uh, we're learning about post-production just because in theater, post-production is you strike the set, um, not in audio production. But I have to say, um, I feel like the actors were able to really embrace their characters because we had to ask them to do some crazy things. Like we, They had to build their own sound studio. And so... We were on Zoom so you could see the actors so they could actually make eye contact and actually talk to another person. But they were in these little um, homemade studios that were couch cushions and quilts. And just seeing them in these little enclosed spaces actually freed up their voices. It was something really magical that happened um, whenever they were able to start working, and that was something beautiful to me. And then, of course, you know, there's the luxury of that freedom of audio, right? You can... 
we have an amazing sound designer that's uh, inputting all these um, amazing sound effects that you really wouldn't get, or they wouldn't even really sound authentic if you were doing a stage performance. Some mm -hmm. stages have really great sound, and it makes it sound like a really alive and happening right there in front of you. But in some cases, you can tell it's a, you know, it's a canned sound. And so in this case, right. it's really quite remarkable what they've done with the sound. I, I listen to it every morning. I, I go for walks, and I listen to it just to, to hear the sound quality. And usually I think I'm being followed because there's, the surround sound is incredible. And then, of course, uh, like Aragon said, every time I listen to it, I, I get another little juicy nugget. And keep in mind, I've heard the episodes multiple times and I've read the scripts multiple times that I said in on all the rehearsals <laughs> and the taping. So I should know it by heart by now, but every time something new gets me. And I think that's just the magic of letting your imagination roam, right? You get to do that with radio. And it reminds me of back in, you know, when Shakespeare was doing his plays at the Globe, people didn't say they were going to go see a play. They said they were going to go hear a play. And I love that you get to hear this play. You get to hear this world and, for me, it was just, I don't know, it was just very magical. It took me back to listening to stories at my grandma's knee, and that's what I needed during this time. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the stories in, in these three episodes so uh, we can encourage listeners and people in the internet realm and people in the podcasting realm uh, will tune in or, or visit the Autry website to listen to all three episodes. And, and I know... Um, the obvious character uh, is super Indian, but maybe talk a little bit about the setting, some of the characters that are involved, what can people expect in, in terms of the stories, uh, the main stories for the three episodes. And after that, talk about some of the characters, uh, particularly evil characters, because I can't help but think about in reading volumes one, two, and three, that a lot of the the antagonists um, in uh, volumes one, two, and three of Super Indian are n most of them are non-native people, and their powers are derived or their evilness comes from the theft of taking from indigenous peoples. So I'll start with you, Aragon, and and Delena. Feel free to to follow up. Well, if we talk about villains, yes, you you have nailed it. That's one of the things that bugs me the most <laughs> <laughs> about our community and how we're impacted by the others. Yes. So um, one thing that I've noticed, um, there are a lot of very educated people who love to study us, yes. who study us so much that they want to be us. And uh, th that character is embodied by Wampum Bags. <laughs> and Wampum Bags was formerly a teacher at the local school who was the only one who would sit and listen with Grandma and listen to her traditional stories and learn about traditional medicine and plants. And when he had the chance, he took advantage of the power, at least what he thought was the power, and basically wants to stick it back to the res. <laughs> I was like, you fools, you didn't know what you had. So he's going to come cause trouble. That he's kind of almost like a Lex Luthor or Magneto kind of a character who's always like, okay, how can I make this work for me? And we move on to Blood Quantum. And again, another person who had some issues with Native Americans and, you know, living in Albuquerque, New Mexico and being a proud Spaniard, you know, and we know what happened in New Mexico and 
Blood Quantum um, wants to steal some Aztec gold and gets a little mixed up with uh, some shamans who are taking care of that gold and saying, hey, you steal, you die, you know, and he's got to make amends. And his way of making amends is becoming a full-blood Indian by biting other full-blood Indians. Mm, that's really, yes. yes. Strange humor. Yes. Strange, strange humor. So um, the, the uh, final episode, The War Bonnet, we're going to meet uh, two interesting characters. Um, Carly Keene, who is a social media diva who lives for her insta-hoot, as we call it on the show, and a, uh, a music DJ from France who is looking for a missing war bonnet that used to belong to his father and great-great-grandfather. Great, you know, the, it's, it's a long history lesson. It's a fun history lesson. There's um, electronic dance music. There's... <laughs> But it's all about, you know, cultural appropriation and, you know, that belongs to me. Well, uh, it shouldn't belong to you. It was a mistake. It's, ah, you know, I hope people will enjoy the, it's kind of a screwball comedy. The War Bonnet is definitely a screwball comedy. So um, those are our villains. And then on the, on the, uh, the happy column are our, our protagonists. Of course, we've got Hubert, his sidekick, Mega Bear who does, has no powers but just wants to be there to support and to help Hubert, Super Indian. And then, of course, the super intelligent canine DOG, who ate the tainted commodity cheese and has gained the uh, intelligence and the power of speech. Mm. And he helps Super Indian however he can. And so do his parents. Mm. Grandma Logan, his grandmother, is there to help him as well. And Uncle Chester, who's actually played by an actual for-real radio DJ. You might have heard of uh, Greg McVicker, mm-hmm. who's the longtime host of the syndicated program Undercurrents. Right. So I'm exci- he's, he has the best radio voice in the world. And, I mean, you know, present company excluded. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm so glad that he is... Um, He's great. All of the actors are great, but it's like wild to sort of pluck these people out because I, I just thought, wouldn't it be nice to hear a different take on our, you know, native DJ instead he, you know, don't sound like that. He sounds like a guy from the radio, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so it's community. It's fun. It's, it's a fictional reservation. And, um, you know, it, people got to tune in to find out. Yeah. All right. Delana, do you want to add to that? Maybe speak uh, about some of um, the native actors and actresses that are playing some of these roles, um, in addition to what Aragon shared with us? Well, we are very lucky with the ensemble that was pulled together for this piece. Like I said, we had 16 actors. Right. They're all fantastic, and they play a multitude of characters, which is so entertaining just to hear. Um, I'll be curious to see if people can put together which character is which throughout the process. Like, oh, the actor is that voice and that voice. Um, because it's just a fun little game because it's shocking how talented these actors are. And I love the story content. You know, I really think yeah. it's, um, especially recently, there's a lot of commodification of our culture, a lot of appropriation. And being able to look at it through this lens and with, this, with Eric's amazing comedic genius, <laughs> is a great way to have those conversations that a lot of people are turned off by. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what happens after people see the show and what conversations they start. And, of course, selfishly, um, you know, growing up I never had 
a native superhero, and now Aragon has brought us one. And I'm just so excited to know that native youth will have Super Indian to grow up with, and he lives like we live. I mean, it's, there's so many wonderful jokes. Um, I just, as a native person, I feel seen whenever I listen to Super Indian. It's nice knowing that there's these jokes that we don't have to explain, that we know we get them, and Super Indian sees us, hears us, understands us. And so I'm I'm over the moon. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so a big work of um i'm a i'm a stalker fan of arrogance obviously and so um <laughs> i love what she's done and i'm yeah. so excited for the world because now the world can actually hear it it's so exciting <laughs> and i have to say some of the uh the the evil villains are just they're hilarious and they're amazing and sometimes you want to punch them and sometimes you just want to shake your head um but it's I'm, I'm just i can't wait for the audience to hear it That's, yeah i'm just dying to see what happens <laughs> or sometimes we might know pe- actual living people that remind us of these villains right oh yeah indeed you will <laughs> you know <laughs> You both have such a remarkable history and, and contribution in in your arts and your gifts and, and your skills and in working with indigenous peoples and, and what you contribute to um, indigeneity, to in everything that embodies uh, who we are as peoples. And in Aragon, you, um, you know, I, of course, we met when you were doing music. And of course, uh, California Indians uh, is a song that you wrote, com- composed and performed many times. And it is our signature opening song. Um, you went on to do the Red Road and, and then uh, uh, Super Indian uh, materializes your your first uh graphic comic novel if you will and and um in telling the stories like what and delana you you hit this you touched on it how much of our our living experiences are really reflected in um super indian and and the new adventures of super indian and and i was wondering maybe you could just expand upon that a little bit further because we know it's it, it might be a fictional three uh, episode uh, or meta story, but so much of it includes just real issues that indigenous peoples experience intergenerationally and certainly on a day-to-day basis. So I wondering if you could uh, comment on that. So within Super Indians world, um, mm-hmm. we see current generation, several multi-generations uh, act, interacting together as they do anywhere you would be. Say if you were at a powwow, you know, there'd be the singers, there'd be this. And in fact, in, in the war bonnet, we actually do get to go to a powwow and talk about, you know, what's it like to go and bring your chairs and, you know, arena directors and things like that. The people that outside of our world or even outside of powwow culture probably wouldn't even like what are they talking about but we laugh about things like this all the time about you know you know what time does the powwow start well (laughs) (laughs) you know that kind of stuff and um just i just don't think that people think about the things that we do is like okay i gotta go to ihs and get some glasses you know (laughs) And what does that all entail? Or wait, oh, the here comes the commod truck. Yes. 
and and just just these little trivial things and it's kind of what i had heard um i i just recently watched the uh the backstory for ma rainey's black bottom mm. and they were talking about august wilson and how he wrote in moments and i think that super indian is definitely a story told in moments one of these episodes happen within a day or a few days of each other. It's not something that, um, you know, it's like, and years passed. And then, you know, it's like, no, it, it's like two weeks later you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or two minutes later, something is going to happen. And I hope that in telling the stories like this, that they see moments of real life, but also hyper real life, and, you know, and, and ideally, you know, if I could deal with, cultural appropriation this is what i would do and this is how i would handle it <laughs> now I, I it just reminds me uh, you know as in kind of this ethnographic fictional narrative um mm-hmm. you know um as it's just kind of a, a characterizing you know the story form whether it be the graphic novels or um the audio ver- audio version of the new adventures of super indian and yeah, it, it's definitely going to be a companion piece with the graphic novels because you're going to get to hear a little bit more backstory about Blood Quantum. You're going to hear a little bit more about Lena Marie, the bingo hall boss. You're going to see, or I say see, but you're going to hear the origin story um, in a different way than it was broadcast in 2007 and which I will flesh out as Super Indian Volume 4. So this is, it's, it's all wrapped up in itself, and, you know, it's, it's a wonderful place to be. And that concludes part one of a two-part interview. We're speaking with Aragon Star and Delena Studi. Aragon Star is the artistic creator for The New Adventures of Super Indian, which premieres as a three-episode audio play at the Autry as part of the Native Voices at the Autry program, and Delena Studi serves as the artistic director for Native Voices at the Autry. Tune in after the break here on American Indian Airwaves to hear more, as well as how you can register on the Autry website to hear the new adventures of Super Indian. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
the song No No Keshagesh by Buffy St. Marie off the album Medicine Songs here on American Indian Airwaves. In the second part of today's program, we continue our interview with Aragon Star and Delena Studi. Aragon Star is the artistic creator of the brand new three one-hour episode audio play titled The New Adventures of Super Indian and Delena Studi is the Artistic Director for Native Voices at the Autry. The New Adventures of Super Indian premieres this coming April 14th, 21st, and 28th and will be available to the public on the Autry's website. And now we continue our interview with Aragon Star and Delena Studi on The New Adventures of Super Indian. Aragon, I'm really excited to, to hear The New Adventures of Super Indian. I've read all three volumes of the comic book graphic, Super Indian. And Delena, I was wondering, you know, you have over 25 years of, of art, theater, entertainment, media experience. And, and, you know, we were been talking before the break about our real life experiences. And I was wondering if maybe you could comment about indigenous peoples and storytelling and what's so, uh, you know, there's what people write about us and claim to be indigenous. And then there's indigenous peoples themselves that tell their own stories. So what is it about that in relationship to the new adventures of Super Indian? Well, the way it's different is that in, in my 25 years of, <laughs> of being on stage and screen, um, I could probably count the, the amount of comedies I've been in on one hand. Mm-hmm. Right? I've no. been in three wow. comedies. Yes. Because when people oh. write plays about Native people, they think of us as things that are in the past. They think of us as very stoic. Um, they don't really see us as a humorous bunch, right? That's not the image that comes to mind when you say Native American. People aren't like, oh, they have jokes. It's, oh, casinos and feathers. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I really love about Super Indian is it showcases our comedy. It showcases our resilience, our, our dry wit, our inside jokes. And most importantly, it showcases us as contemporary human beings, just like everyone else in what is now called America. And I think that's very important because I feel like a lot of people, when they think Native American, they think of us in the past. And the truth is we're still a vital part of today's society, and people people forget that. And so that's what I love about Super Indian and what Erica has done. She has written these fully developed, amazing characters. We're all going to recognize someone that's similar to Grandma Snowball or Grandma Logan. <laughs> we're all going to recognize, uh, you know, Hubert. We're like, oh, yeah, I know who Hubert is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of my And in this case, he does. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're going to be able to see ourselves in these characters. And nice. I feel like for a lot of our people, that's the first time we're going to have this opportunity to see ourselves in these comedic roles, doing these extraordinary things. But also at the same time, it's a nice snippet of our day-to-day lives that people don't talk about. You know, we never get to see it. So for me... Super Indian is a dream come true just because it encompasses all the things I thought was missing from the stories that were told about Native Americans. And I think the only reason this is different now is because Aragon is telling the story herself. She has created this beautiful world, and she's invited us all into this this loving community. And for me, whenever I just listen to an episode, 
it's like going home. And mm. I think you know, we need that right now. But at the same time, she has amazing doses of humor in there that just reminds you of why home is important, why our stories matter, and why we have to keep fighting. And we have to keep smiling and grinning and laughing through all the mess. But by God, we're going to be resilient and make it through. So um, this is, like I said, this is a dream come true. It's a part that, it's a play that I wish I, wish I could do all the time. It's a play I wish most of our Native actors would get to be able to be in. Hmm, beautiful. Well, you know, I was thinking of, too, is that when we talk about um, comic books and American popular culture, right, certainly the, the birth of the superhero Marvel Universe and DC uh, superhero franchises has regenerated an interest in comic books. And the yeah, there are a couple of native actors or characters uh, play indigenous superheroes and we certainly could comment about those but what i love about super indian is that this is you know a native person creates created an indigenous superhero that reflects you know who we are and and it's it's from a native voice it's not non-native people that have created these so-called indigenous superheroes that have either minute or problematic representations in the two dominant superhero franchises and and Aragon, I'll, I'll start with you and and um, your reaction to the extraordinary reception of Super Indian when it first came out and um, and how the new adventures of Super Indian is going to be a powerful, strong compliment we want everybody to listen to. What I have found with the new, new versions, old and the first you know initial reception to the uh, characters and the concept was that it was something nobody had seen before. Yeah. And it was, I kind of... Um, you know, when I was first writing this, I, I, I hearkened back to the original Batman series back in the 60s because I really love that pop culture humor. That's a big thing that has driven a lot of my work is I, I'm a contemporary person, so I see what's going on, and I'm going to use those influences too, just like everybody else does. So there's quite a bit of that thrown in there, and I think that that was kind of like a whoa moment for people because, again, as Delaney has said so eloquently, we're stuck in the past. We're on horseback, we wear fringe, and that's about all we do. You know, we're sidekicks, and certainly in the world of Marvel and DC, it's like, okay, there's here comes the shaman. Okay, here comes the super tracker. Oh, wait, here comes the white guy that's more Indian than the Indian. Yeah, great. So I wanted to bust those up. <laughs> I, that, I'm all about busting things up like that because, you know, growing up, that was the representation that we saw. And that needs to be changed, and, and I'm here to do that. Delane is here to do that. You're here to do that with your show because you have real super Indians on your program all the time who are doing real mm -hmm. things for the community and changing our world for the better. And that's what it's all about. Delana, do you want to add to that? I, I agree with Arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Amplify that. <laughs> well, how it's so true. It's Go ahead. You know, it's, and I also love that, you know, Oregon in, in the comics also, or the graphic novel and in the story, 
she also elevates our everyday super Indians, which I think is very important, especially for our youth, to know that we have people out there doing amazing things for our communities. And you may not ever see them on the evening news, uh, but they're there. And that just, oh, I, anyway, I just can't stop singing the praises of Aragon. So, Aragon, I love you. Bado, <laughs> bado. And that means thank you in Creek. <laughs> I all of our listeners love, love Aragon. I mean, they've been listening to Aragon at least the opening of our show for for over a couple of decades. I think uh, is when that CD came out. We've been using um, California Indians as our signature opening song. So, um, so we appreciate uh, everything that you both of you that do and and your contributions to the community and and with the the new adventures of super indian how long are each episodes well at this point they're still being edited uh, we're going i'm thinking they're going to stick to about an hour okay. maybe an hour 15 but we'll see that's the glory of uh, this format <laughs> <laughs> for each episode just to clarify i'm sorry for each episode or in total for each episode, episode. Okay. imagine a world where there's a, a native program that goes an hour and some. Yeah. Wow, that's remarkable. Three hours? For each yeah. show. Wow. wow. That's <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, you mentioned pop culture, and I f- forgot to, to bring that up because I think, um, you know, even with indigenous cinema, so much of critiquing American pop culture is part of contemporary uh, indigenous story form, if you will. So what forms of critiquing American pop culture are we, are we in stored for? Well, I pity the fans of Twilight. I pity the <laughs> fool. Because that, that program, that series of books, those films, yeah. just always bugged. Yes. And <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm yes. so sorry, all of you Twilight fans. I apologize in advance. <laughs> Um, but I wanted to. I wanted you to see the flip side of you know what does that mean as an indigenous person that actually likes Twilight versus the indigenous person that doesn't. I I have a whole take on that. There's a parody within a parody within the Curse of Blood Quantum about what is that book? It's called Never at Dusk, not Twilight. Never at Dusk. Listen for it. It'll be fun. You'll laugh. <laughs> Yes, the infamous critique of Stephanie Myers' Twilight, uh, where indigenous peoples are portrayed right in a contemporary setting, but as half man and half beast, or half human and half beast. And, and the other is, is that uh, all the characters and, and even the narrative settings are all fictional, but they're based on real uh, a lot of them are based on real places, real living experiences, and, and, and real people, correct? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Delana, do you want to um, maybe comment uh, about American pop culture and which, um, and um, how it's critiqued in the new adventures of Su- Super Indian? You're listening to Aragon Star and Delana Studi. We're speaking on the new adventures of Super Indian, a brand new three-episode audio play premiering at the Autry this forthcoming April 14th, 21st, and 28th. And now back to the interview here on American Indian Airwaves. Well, one, I cannot wait for you to hear Aragon's new EDM <laughs> <laughs> song that she created for 
<laughs> those are those are my favorite. I have to say, it was, it's yeah, and she really captures, especially in the war bonnet. She captures all those um, music fests where people love to dress up in war bonnets and what that means. And of course, uh, you know, the sampling of our music to be used in other people's music. And it's just, it's a really great commentary on what's going on and and how we, how most Americans, I won't say we, but how a lot of Americans are willing to let that slide. Like, there's yeah. some things that are, like, that's offensive, and there's some things like, ah, we can let that go. And I love that she calls attention to that, and it really shines the mirror back on us and says, this is what you're doing, look at yourself. But at the same time, I have to say, the Never at Dusk series, the, I'm constantly on the floor whenever they revisit that book. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's a part where they do show the person who is in love with Never at Dusk, uh, who does not know that the movie's been made, there's that tough come-to-Jesus moment where it's like, we have to show you what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But, um, I love that we're able to have these conversations. And, of course, there's some little snarky comments in The Never at Dusk. I, I won't ruin it for you, but it's, it's, I want to say if you're a native person that has ever watched the Twilight shows, these are thoughts we've all had at one point or time <laughs> when, when either watching the movie or seeing the trailer, we, this is what came up for us. And we just, we never really vocalized it. And it's wonderful that Aragon gives us, she articulates it for us. <laughs> or, and also just uh, the critiquing, right? Uh, when non-native people engage in forms of, appropriation that somehow there's a double standard right it's okay to appropriate and steal from indigenous peoples but not from any other ethnic or or other racial group absolutely you know i always point to um what happened this year with the washington football team right you know that was a big fight that we've been fighting in and out of courts for what the past 30 or 40 years and it only it took whenever whenever the big change happened it wasn't because of um the native organizations Mm-hmm. Uh, every media outlet, they, they quoted people from FedEx and, you know, the people that were pulling the funding. Those are the people they quoted. They didn't yeah. say anything about it being offensive to Natives. It was just the reason we're changing is because of the funding. And there would be, like, maybe a little sentence where they allude to the offensive name. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, honestly, I don't think that would have changed if it wasn't for another group of people amplifying our voice. And, you know, that's just, that's for a lot of people, that, that football name was just, it was a part of American culture that was never going to go away. You know, in fact, this, I think Dan Snyder said he would never, ever retire that name. And yet they had to this year because it was amplified. But once again, you know, it was something we've been fighting for decades, but it had to, it had to be someone else working with us to get it done. Yeah, it just reminds me of, um, you know, kind of that great white hype trope, right, where, mm. you know, white folks get to be the hero and Native uh, folks that do the real work get marginalized, pushed to the side, or or even erased in what some would call, uh, you know, as if it was a visual text, right, or in film, visual genocide, where Indigenous people mm-hmm. are just always killed off. And, and um, well, so I love, um, you know, and I really look forward to the new adventures of Super Indian. And, and Aragon, I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, what do you want uh, listeners in the internet world, the podcast world, our listeners here uh, throughout the Southern California area, what would you like them to, um, to take away in, in listening to all three episodes of the new adventures of Super Indian? 
I believe my takeaway for listeners, especially in Southern California, is that I hear you, and I know you, and I want—I I am happy to represent you within this medium, because California Indians, you know, that song, that's where that yeah. came from, was the local community, right. and then having myself being out, back out in the world in Oklahoma and wherever else I, I found myself with that, the people here in Oklahoma didn't know that there was a community in California, that they, mm-hmm. they thought, oh, all those Indians died out. Even our own people thought that. So mm-hmm. what I'm hoping to find and uh, to hear from listeners that, that, list, that check out the show is that it is difficult to be a Native person in this contemporary world. It's hard to hold on to your family, your community, your traditions, everything. But it's worth doing, and there are a lot more people out there that are like you than you know. Mm. You know, I want to be that person that, you know, oh, I don't feel so great today. Oh, let me put Super and Indian on and maybe have a laugh or something, you know, just so I can hear somebody that sounds like, you know, Grandpa or sounds like my cousin. That's what I hope. In Delena, um, I know for Native Voices at the Autry, maybe speak a little bit about um, what that program is and how important that program is, um, not just in the production and helping bring out to audiences the new adventures of Super Indian, but just as a, as an institution that has supported working Indigenous uh, actors and actresses and aspiring Indigenous actors and actresses. Absolutely. So Native Voices at the Autry is the only equity theater that is uh, dedicated to the development and production of new plays written by Indigenous playwrights. And... Um, I'm a little biased in what we do because, to me, it's the best thing in the world. We get to, we get to showcase Native writers to a very large majority of the world who thinks there's no Native talent or they don't know where to look or the, it's going to be too hard to produce a Native play or only Native people want to see the Native plays. And the truth is we're discovering that, um, well, we're not discovering. We knew this all along. They are discovering <laughs> <laughs> that um, there's a big hunger and thirst for these stories because mm-hmm. these are stories they've you can't find anywhere else. You can't find them in your history books. They're not passed down unless you're a Native person. And so to have these stories available, people are hungry for that history. And so I, and of course, keep in mind, I'm also a little biased um, about Native voices because I, I have to say, I would not have the career that I have now if it wasn't for Native voices. When I first moved to Los Angeles, my father said, know whose land you're on. And when you find that Native community, you'll find home. And Native Voices was my first Native community in Los Angeles. Mm. And they helped shape me, guide me. I, you know, I became an actor on their stage. I learned to act on their stage. I learned to playwright by going to their playwrights retreats. I learned all these amazing traits that I, I did not go to school for. And, um, you know, now I'm very lucky that I get to, I get to be that person that gives back to the community, like, Native Voices gave to me whenever I first came. And so we're very excited that this year um, we are going to be developing seven new plays. Wow. If you count uh, Super Indian, uh, then we're actually developing 10 new plays. Right. <laughs> Which is very <laughs> great. The most we've ever developed. And we have a full season, and it's because of this virtual world. So this is, you know, I'm very excited to see where it goes. And at the same time, you know, there's so there's a wealth of native talent out there, a wealth of native playwrights, artists, designers, you name it, and now we're able to showcase them far and wide. 
and it's about time. And in the theater world, it's 2021. If you're a theater and you have not produced a native play, it's 2021 and you need to change that. And we will help you do that. Well, with 10 plays in production and or in some wrapping up, that's what, a play almost every five weeks? Um, or actually maybe a little bit less than that? It's pretty remarkable. Yes. And, you know, what? We're, you know, we have the Playwrights Retreat we do every year. We're also working with an outside non-native theater to do, uh, develop two native plays. And once again, it's their first time, and that's very exciting for us. And then, of course, we have a first look coming up, and then we also have um, another special reading that's, that's going to happen. So um, I don't know if the press release has been dropped yet. So <laughs> <laughs> it will be when we uh, we make the program far and wide, but we're very excited that we get to have this, and it's only because of this virtual world. Mm. Um, and honestly, I have to say, because of being able to do this, the audio shows, and being able to do everything through um, these new internet, you know, platforms, uh, we are able to reach audiences we've never reached before. We are able to um, showcase our talent like we've never done before. In fact, the people that watch and listen online they far outnumber the amount of people we could physically fit in the theater. Well, The New Adventures of Super Indian is premiering next Wednesday, April 14th at 4 p.m. And then the new episodes, or the following two episodes, which are new episodes, are broadcasting, uh, are being made available the following Wednesdays on April 21st and April 28th at 4 p.m. each week. And where can people go to listen to all three episodes? Well, if you go to the Autry.org and go to the Native Voices page, you will be, um, you can actually um, RSVP. And these will be episodes that are streamed. So it's at your convenience. So if you can't, don't feel like you have to be at the theater at 4 o'clock in order to listen to the new adventures of Super, Super Indian. The truth is, once you get your link, you can listen to it anytime you want, as many times as you want. And so um, make sure you RSVP and you'll get a link and that will help guide you along the way. Don't worry, we'll also get reminders that it's coming up too. But yeah, we go to the Autry website, theautry.org. And I'm sure if you follow Aragon on social media and you also follow Native Voices, you will see updates about that too. So we, we're making it really accessible because we want people to hear it. The moment of silence is over. And that was part two of our two-part interview with Aragon Star and Delena Studi. Aragon Star is from the Kickapoo Nation, and she is the creative artist of the brand new New Adventures of Super Indian, a three-episode audio play, world premiering this April 14th, 21st, and April 28th, is part of the Native Voices at the Autry program, and Delena Studi is from the Cherokee Nation. She serves as the Artistic Director for Native Voices at the Autry. For more information on how you can register to listen to all three episodes of the New Adventures of Super Indian, you can visit the Autry.org website backslash events. And that wraps up our show for today here on American Indian Airwaves. A special thank you to our guests, Aragon Star and Delena Studi. 
A special thank you to our musical guest, Aragon star, Koopa Aina, Buffy St. Marie, and the band Blackfire. American Indian Airwaves is mixed and mastered in the studio at Burnt Swamp Studio in Signal Hill, California. For Marcus Lopez, I've been your host for the hour, Larry Smith. Until next time. Silence is over.